What's up, everybody? This is our third podcast, and today we'll be talking about the NFL playoff scenarios and the NBA. There's a lot to talk about in both of them, so I'm really excited for this one. We have a special guest coming, and that's my dad for the Giants and Cowboys playoffs. Okay, so this playoff is turning out amazing. There is so many Week 17 games uh, that are so meaningful to the playoff picture and to who wins that Lombardi trophy. So here are some of the playoff scenarios if your favorite team needs to get in. So the Rams clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Bears loss. And the Bears clinch clinch with a win or a Cardinals loss. The Cardinals, all they do is have to win against the Rams. Yeah, that's like a uh, that's like a triangle of just madness. All the teams need something, whether it's a win loss, and one of those teams is going to go in the playoffs, and one of those teams or two of those teams might not. And it's just going to be really entertaining to watch that triangle. Yeah, I I agree, and um. I, especially with Jared Goff out for the Rams, I think the Cardinals will get a win and the Bears can get a win with the Packers benching some of their starters. Or even if the Pack or the Bears lose, I still think that um I still think that the Bears and Cardinals will make it and I don't think the Rams will. Well, the Packers uh want the number oh. one seed so they can skip, so they're not gonna be benching any of their good players. So that would definitely be a tough matchup for the Bears. But let's talk about the NFC East. And a fun little stat about the NFC East is that in the AFC, there will be a team with 10 wins that does not make the playoffs. And in the NFC East, if the Giants win, there is going to be a team with 10 wins and with 10 losses that make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, that that's is, so that is a crazy, crazy stat. And also, the funny thing is, the NFC East is just like going to be a Today's going to be a fun division. Today's going to be a fun day for the division because of all the exciting matchups. And uh, especially with the Giants-Cowboys, how win, like, yeah. win, win and you can be in. But if you lose, it's like, like you're out. you can lose. And yeah. Yes, you're out. But also, if you lose, you can either go – you can get a high draft pick yeah. or you can have a chance at winning the playoff and not winning the playoffs, making the playoffs. And also the Washington football team. Um, needs to win the NFC East by just winning against the Eagles, who have yeah are dealing with multiple multiple injuries. But if yeah. the Washington football team loses that Sunday night football game, then the winner of Giants Cowboys takes the division. Yeah, I think yep. that's going to be an entertaining couple of matchups because every single game means so much to every single team, and it's just a t- coin toss to three teams, except one, which is out the Eagles. Yep. Okay, and... so let's do our game predictions for Giants Cowboys as that will be on at four fifteen today. Uh, who do you think is going to win this game and by how much? Four fifteen. The game's at one o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, it's at one. Oh, okay. yeah, the game's at one, and our special guest, Chris Taylor. Wow, am I on talking takes, guys? I yes. just want to tell Charlie, Jack, Dylan. This is the, one of the best pod- – I listen to a lot of podcasts. You guys are absolutely crushing it. So I am honored to be on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. And you got that, us. For- so what are, we, what are we talking, Giants, Cowboys? Let me give you my take. Let me give you my take. The only way the Giants have a chance to win this game, and I think there's a very slim chance, I highly doubt they're going to win, is if 
they could pound the ball with you know who. Wayne Gallman. The, the Wayne, Wayne Gallman Jr. Yeah. A guy we've been talking about for a couple seasons to get more reps. So that's the only way. They need to keep the Cowboys offense off the field. The Giants defense over the last few weeks has been exposed. They're playing a soft zone. They're getting no pressure from their four linemen. I don't, you know, maybe the Cowboys offensive line is beat up a little bit. I know they're injured. Maybe we can get some pressure uh, on, uh, on, on the ginger quarterback, but we'll see. Um, I, I, but I doubt I, I'm, my prediction is like Cowboys 31 giants, 10, and I'm a giant season ticket holder, but I mean, Hey, the giants are five and 10. They, they, they're not good. And they've regressed over the last few weeks. And the bottom line is everybody's complaining about Philadelphia sitting their players. You have nothing to complain about when you're five and 10. Yeah. Or even yeah, six we, and nine, Cowboy I, fans. So chill out, Mr. Field. So, I do agree. And that's uh, coming from a very big Giants fan. The ball with Wayne Gallman. I mean, a weak, weak Cowboys defense. Uh, Record-setting numbers in the wrong way. Dylan, it's not Wayne Gallman. Jack, what is it? The Wayne Gallman Jr. Thank you. Thank <laughs> so, you. for my predictions for the game, just like Mr. Taylor was saying, if the Giants can pound the ball, the old line can just block for at least three seconds for Daniel Jones. The yeah. defense can bring some pressure on Andy Dolan. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Giants can win 27-24. to Really? And, and my, my, other, my other key to the game is C.D. Lamb needs to get an F. We need to lock him down. He needs to fail in this game. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's another thing. Building like, chemistry uh, with the three receivers that are so explosive as if – Yeah, and we don't have three cornerbacks. We, we have can't cover we have, Gallup as we saw uh, in the Philly game. Yeah. Gallup went off because they were covering, they were covering Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Now, if you switch yeah. to C.D. or Gallup, Cooper's open. There's just there's. there's I think we, I think what we have to do today is I think we should put Logan Ryan at corner and give McKinney the safety spot for the game. I think that yeah, Logan but... Ryan's he's going to need to step up because our mm-hmm. we are of a pretty weak cornerback core. Bradbury is going to do a. I think he can do a great job locking up Amari Cooper, but yeah. I think we're going to have to have Logan Ryan uh, shut Covering. down uh, shut down Gallup or Ceedee Lamb, and then I have to have your yeah. real peppers because uh, Andy Dalton is not as explosive as Dak was the last time he played him. So mm-hmm. I think that just Jabril Peppers is going to have to play coverage instead of blitz, and Logan Ryan should move to corner. We'll give McKinney the safety spot for the game. So, so let me ask this. I know I'm a guest, but I'm going to ask you all of us a question. Okay. Who from the horrid NFC East at, I guess, about 1130 tonight when the Eagles and the Washington football team game has concluded, who, what lousy team from the NFC East will be hosting a first round playoff game? Dylan, what's your prediction? I believe it is the team with no name. I okay. The, the, the so Washington football injuries. team. And the football team's yeah. moving on. And Alex Smith is is uh, is playing. Is playing. Jack, what's your prediction? Uh, I know it's going to be hard. Go to with say, your heart or your head, Jack. What's your heart I, say? What's your head I say? I have my I have faith in my Giants. I do. I just think that I think that the Eagles will know how to play the football team as they came off a heartbreaking loss in Week One that kind of brought down their momentum as the season went on. But I think that if, if the Eagles just play good defense, I think the offense can do it. And the Giants just got to win against Dallas, and I think we can play a playoff spot. Charlie, what's your prediction? My prediction is also the Washington football team because I feel like 
the Washington football team has been playing pretty well in the past few weeks, and they've been um, get just getting better every week. And I feel like the Giants versus Cowboys, I feel like that's going to be a, like a great game. But I feel like the well, Washington going to win that game. Who do you think is going to win that game? Because if Washington wins, it's it's a moot point. But who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I really, point? I really want the Giants to win. I know that, but, but going to win? I feel like the Cowboys might win. You know, unless yeah. unless we get yeah. unless the corners really cover up those three wide receivers, which is going to be a very big struggle. But yeah, I think the Washington football team is going to. Um, be in the first round. Of the I playoffs. agree. I think the Cowboys win at one o'clock. I think uh, a full strength or you know almost full strength Washington team beats a uh, a a uh, you know you know a, a lame Philadelphia team who's sitting players in week seventeen. So they're prerogative, and we have nothing to complain about. But it's still it's still so such a such weak sauce that I, I think Alex <laughs> Smith leads the way uh, against uh, against the Washington football team. And you know. Uh, if you remember last year, the Giants played Washington in week 17 and D- Danny Dimes led a great comeback win or, or he, he led a win against Washington and that cost us Chase Young. I think we're all regretting that win now because Ch- Chase Young is becoming a monster in front of our eyes. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... All right, boys. Well, that was fun. I can't believe I was, was I the first guest on this on talking takes yeah yes, made history today you guys are rocking see you guys yeah so for the nfc we pretty much wrapped up anything if there is there so is there stuff to talk about the afc uh yes well, maybe the afc is very very oh, yeah. um very stacked Not a team that are so, 10 and uh, 5 and great record and how your favorite team may or may not get in so the titans Clinch with a win or Baltimore loss or an Indianapolis loss or a Miami loss. The Dolphins clinch with a win or Baltimore, Cleveland, or Indianapolis loss. Uh The Ravens clinch with a win or Cleveland or Indianapolis loss. The Browns clinch with a win or an Indianapolis, Tennessee loss plus a Baltimore win and an Indianapolis win plus a Miami win. Yeah, Which so is like, very, very, very complicated. So, like, what, what we were talking about before with the triangle in the NFC, um, that's, like, even more of a triangle. That's, like, an octagon. That's more like a square. It's, like, an yeah. octagon. I just think that... <laughs> There's a lot of things going on, and a lot of teams need a lot of things to go right in their favor. Mm-hmm. And I think that... I think the team that won't be in is the Cleveland Browns. I think... I just think that the Steel... I think that the Steelers are going to... I think the Steelers are going to take it to them after a great win over comeback win over Indianapolis. I think that the Steelers are going to be hungry to get the two seed, and I think that they're going to. I think that they're going to yeah. knock off Cleveland from the playoffs. Yeah. I also do think that Mason Rudolph is starting this game. Do you? Think yeah, that he is. Yeah. I think because it does. I don't impact. think. I don't think the Steelers could even beat the Browns if they had Big Ben. But now Mason Rudolph, I'm just not buying it. Yeah, because the Browns are just going to um, really. It's the Cleveland Browns. Of course, they're going to ruin their playoff hopes by losing to the one win, now two win Jets. And then just blowing it right now. I yeah, but I don't think they'll blow it because the past. Well, do they have their receivers this week? That's my favorite. They do not. They, they yeah. the same. Honestly, the I don't even know. Because Mason Rudolph, I don't think he played terrible last season. Um. 
But when the helmet thing came around, the Miles Garrett helmet thing came around, I guess that stopped. But before that, I don't think he was playing that bad. And he's an okay backup quarterback, so I think he could pull it off because the Browns have no threats, um, wide receivers, and they're just, like, stuck with tight ends. And you saw that last week. They lost to a terrible Jets. And if you see Baker under pressure, he is just not good under pressure. Yeah, he's not. Baker and... I, I, Baker in tight scenarios, game game winning, game drive scenarios, he just he just doesn't perform. Okay, and I think so I think TJ Watt could bring that to him today. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win the AFC South, consisting of the two contending teams, that's the Colts and the Titans, battle it out? I think that the Titans will win, but the Colts will still make the playoffs. Ooh, and a that is what I think too. Yeah, I mean. I think the Titans will definitely win because Derrick Henry is such a threat. Like, and they're playing no the Jaguars. Just lose. Yeah, and they're playing the Jaguars. But, yeah, I think the Colts have a good chance of being the wild card, but not a, like, not a guaranteed wild card spot at all. Cause there's I, think, so I think that the Colts will make it. I, yeah, I'm talking I, about the I Browns. Do. I think the Browns will make it. Yeah, same. I think they'll win the wild card or maybe or something. So... Wrapping up the NFL, let's go to the NBA and talk about last night. So there was a couple upsets in the NBA, and uh, I mean, I'm a Rockets fan. I'm a Rockets fan. I just want to talk about the Rockets Sacramento Kings game. The Sacramento Kings have looked amazing throughout the season, but last night they looked absolutely horrendous. They like they couldn't make a shot. They were just playing absolutely terrible but throughout the season i want people to know like they were playing amazing and that was their first nationally televised games or like on nba tv i don't know if that counts but still like they just have to perform against good squads like they're playing great and then that game they just choked yeah as you see um some of the lesser teams that were not in the bubble and didn't have that short off season are excelling right now. Uh, do you think that is part of the reasoning that they didn't make it to the bubble and they had more time to rest, evaluate, uh, practice? Yeah, that's that's definitely a reason. Definitely. Like the, Lakers, the Lakers, they NBA players put their body through so much through practice games. Seventy days of rest in off season is not enough, and I don't think that. I think that's a mistake by the NBA. Yeah, only letting teams have 70 day off if they made it to the finals. Uh, and I think that, well, I know this team probably won't make it to the playoffs, but I, I am very surprised. And as an, as like a, in the tri-state area, I am not a Knicks fan, but I am very surprised and pretty happy about what they've done this year. Well, the Knicks, yeah, they have been um, doing very well. Um, they've exceeded Knicks standards, especially with their two rookies who are hurt, Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly, I think it is. Yeah, Emmanuel Quickly. They are hurt, or Obi Toppin was hurt for some of the season so far. Uh, he was out for like two or three games. But they have looked really good. But I watched a couple of their games, and like they're winning from shots. That shouldn't have gone in. They're winning from Obi Top and they're winning from Emmanuel Quickly. All the other players, all the experience, like Alex Burke, um, all those guys, they look not good. Like, they're winning games. 
but they don't look good. Julius Randle's looking pretty good. He's been pretty inconsistent throughout the season, but like, I like MJ Barrett. Really... I like how he's playing this year. Well, yeah, and when you think of the fact that they are all playoffs, the playoffs are just not going to cut that. It's a different atmosphere. And talking about the playoffs, um, you guys want to do a contender and a contender. Yes. Pretender. And I think I think the number one contender from the Eastern Conference is the Philadelphia 76ers. Um I just well, think that they're very good. Ben Simmons is very I have a pretender and it is the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, what are they? A to win it and they will not go away easily. Wait, what did you say they're a contender? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, but... uh-huh. and I think let's let's uh... do underrated contenders because then we could just pick like the Lakers, yeah. or Clippers, and I think an underrated contender and the Sacramento Kings. Well, yeah, if they keep playing like they did in their first five games, that would be they would for sure be contender. But last night they showed flashes of terribleness. But I hope they can. Stop that. Yeah. And Charlie, uh, and Charlie, about your one and four lousy Raptors, how do you feel about like their they uh, are inconsistent? Let me talk about like, so, so Kyle Lowry is getting older, but he's our only playmaker. So they signed Fred Van Vliet to a huge extension, but Fred Van Vliet is not a playmaker. He cannot playmake. He is pretty short, but he cannot playmake for his life. Like, he can only score, and then you see our Raptors offense. I don't know if you guys watch. When Fred Van Vliet is handling the ball, it, the offense is out of control. He yeah. is not that type of player, and that's what the Raptors signed him for. But he can't do that for them. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So, and I would just have to sign a nice point guard in the offseason. I think we'll be fine. Do you think a bit of coaching? Because what if this Raptors team is around him and kind of changes their flow and memo? Wait, did you say uh, coaches are the problem? Uh, do you think coaches, coaches are, are the least no. of the problem? Coaches Nick least... Nurse is a great coach. Great co- yeah, we have great coaching down in Toronto. Nick Nurse is a great coach. They just up. need – Siakam is yeah. amazing. Siakam here. Siakam is just – he's like my favorite player, but he's become so predictable – but he's such a hard worker that I think he could one form a good jump shot, as we've seen early in the season. Um, he's been shooting really well from uh, deep mid range and even some threes. He had a session where he went three for three from three in like two minutes. So that's looking positive for him. I hope he could just keep up his pre bubble status. Uh huh. And I just think something also about the Eastern Conference. There's some teams from the Eastern Conference that last year completely sucked, like the Cavaliers and the Hawks. Two well, teams that's part that... of they had a very long. Well, pers- personally, and personally, a- I think the Hawks looked great last year. It's just they're really young and they have no experience. Um, the Cavs last year were just a bad team. This year, they for some reason are playing pretty good. But I don't think they'll keep this up, like, not at all. And the Magic are playing great. I think they're the last undefeated team in the NBA. Yeah. And also, talking 
uh, more about the NBA. Uh, Kelly Oubre for the Warriors is shooting a undermining 3% from three. What is that? Yeah, about? Kelly Oubre. I, I miss Suns Kelly Oubre because he was just – Suns Kelly Oubre was starting to progress as a player, averaging about 19 points a game, I think. Just and now he's just been so unconfident, such a bad shooter. I don't know. I don't personally know what happened. Maybe it's a new atmosphere, but still, 3% from three is unacceptable. Yeah, and um, what was, uh, so about, like, the bunch of teams, I think that – well, I'm a big Rockets fan. This might be a stretch, but – Christian Wood's just going to be a great player. Christian so Wood to watch. Christian Wood might not be an All Star this year, but for sure next year, the year after, he's playing absolutely great basketball. He's scoring a lot. He's getting rebounds, and if he he's not a great defender, but if he can play defense, like he's been trying to do these past two games for the rest of the season, he'll be an All Star in two years. Yeah, and I think that he will. He has a. 15 to 20 percent chance at winning most improved player. Oh, the yes. 30 40 percent chance because the amount he's improved this offseason is like you've never seen it before. Yeah, like maybe Pistons, Knockham. Pistons Christian Wood, he was like a he was like an average role player that would score like 10 to 12 points. Well, like, well, well, nothing crazy. Role- yeah, but he was an average role player until Andre Drummond left. When Andre Drummond left, that's when he started to explode as a player and become a really great player. Now, yeah, what's and- crazy from the Pistons is that they signed Luke Kennard to a like forty million, I don't know, forty million dollar contract, but then won't sign Christian Wood to a, like a more than that. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Luke Kennard is a role player who can shoot threes, and they saw Christian Wood improve as a player, and they don't sign Christian Wood? Like, what yeah, are you doing? I, I just think that Christian Wood, if he keeps this up for the rest of the season, he he's gonna be, like, he, he reminds me of, like, a mini KD, kind of. No. A mini KD would be Michael Porter Jr., because Christian Wood... It's he does it. He's not that type of scorer. Like he's a scorer, like inside pick and rolls. KD doesn't really play that way. He doesn't, you know, he's not like that type of shooter, that dangerous. He's well, long. He can adapt on the fly. I mean, you see him pulling up threes, yeah, and dunking, and dunking. And you don't, so, you don't see, um, you don't see Christian Wood doing that. And Christian Wood, yeah, up until up until twenty eighteen, he was on the. 76ers, Hornets, and Milwaukee averaging a whopping three points a game, which yeah. is just absolutely terrible. But then when he joined the Pelicans in 2018, picked it up, averaged 16.8, and then last year he averaged 13.1, which means that this year he's averaging 23.8, which means that he really stepped up his game in the offseason, especially with the Pistons not making the bubble, which you guys said, like the yeah. offseason rest. Yeah. He trained a lot. Yeah. He was so determined to be the player that he is today. But also one person I think is another contender for most improved player is Alfred Payton. You got, or is it Alfred? No, it's not Alfred Payton. Oh my God, I forgot his name. He was on the Bulls, but he was playing, he was one of the worst players in the NBA, but then he switched teams. I think he's on the Suns now. Now he's actually 
very great. And we're going to yeah. be wrapping up this part of the podcast. And, and talking about uh, progressing players, I have one final state question for you guys. Yeah. Who do you think is the MVP frontrunner right now? Wait, the who? MVP? I Trey Young. MVP front. Well, it could be Trey Young, but I don't think he'll keep these 30-point, 35-point-per-game performances the whole season. I was going to say Luka, but the past games he's been performing terribly, like 12 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds. Like, he's – I don't know. I think think Luka still can win MVP. Oh, but something we did not touch on. Um, Luka and the Mavericks lost by, I think – 50 points, or not 50, like yeah. 30 points. What with all the blowouts in the yeah. NBA season? Because it can't be good television to watch a team be up by 40, 30 points at halftime. Like, yeah, especially like the um, the Christmas Day games. Yeah. Those were not that's, yeah, exciting that's to not watch like, at all. Like, that's I, not, I, that's I, not what you should – that's not what you want to see on Christmas Day. Some of the best teams battling it out. You don't want to see – 50, 40, 30 point blowouts to two teams that should be should be battling five to ten point games. Like you just you hate to see those uh-huh. games like that. Yeah, and I feel like I was hearing more on Bleacher Report and ESPN about the team's jerseys, the Christmas jerseys, about the game because there wasn't just anything exciting. There wasn't there wasn't any. Late, late buckets or buzzer beaters. And, or- like, it was so much more exciting in, like, 2016 when the Warriors and Cavs played. Like, that was such a fun game to watch. Like, I was so excited. I stayed up for almost the whole thing. I, I did – wait, what am I talking about? I watched the whole thing, and it was just such an and exciting also, game to watch. also, like, even, like, last year, like, um, well, the Rockets and Warriors had a rivalry, Celtics and Sixers. Like, like you just hate to see the games, like, this year that were like just like even like the Heat and Six, uh, even like the uh, Heat and Pelicans, like that wasn't even that fun of a game to watch. It was like one of the, I think it was the closest game on Christmas Day, and it was like yeah. And the Pelicans just the Pelicans. I think yeah, the Pelicans beat my Raptors last night, and the Raptors just I don't know, man. They're just playing so bad. I don't even know what's going on. It went from a great team last year without Kawhi to a terrible team. But I kind of know why. It's because we lost Serge Ibaka and we lost Marcusall. So all we have is Chris Boucher who cannot battle the tough strong centers there is. So I mean, we just, oh, just got a science center, yeah. man. Yeah. We have Aaron Baines, but that's not I think mm-hmm. we do, right? Yeah, I think we have Aaron Baines, but he's not enough. Okay. So, we have wrapped up most of what we want to talk about today, you guys. But let's have a um, remarking statement. It can be from the NBA, the NFL, or one of both. What is your hottest take? Mine, of the day? mine isn't about uh, NBA or uh, NFL. Mine is about college basketball. Ooh, okay. I'm going to read about that then. That Luke Garza is the best player in college basketball right now. Are you? Oh, no. Uh, he's not the most talented. I didn't know. I didn't think he performs the best this year and for the years to come. No. He's not. He, he's, pl- he's a he, he's a senior. Oh, yeah. Um, But 
Uh, I do not think he's the most talented in college. I think whether it's Cade Cunningham might be the most talented at OSU. He's been playing great. He's averaging like 21 points, I think. Or someone else, like one of the top um, players in the that's going to go in the draft next year. I do not think Luke Garza is the most talented. Yeah, and I'm going to follow up by talking about another college sport. In college football, there's a lot going on. And I think that Justin Fields will have a better uh, NFL football career than Trevor Lawrence because I think the Jets at number two will make the mistake of taking Zach Wilson and Justin Fields will fall to a good franchise with good rebuilding pieces and will have a very If the Giants game. lose today, imagine a bunch of teams win. They go four and they draft Justin Fields, which probably won't happen. But what if it does? Do you think that he will have a good franchise with the Giants? Justin Fields? I yes. do not. I if do Justin not. Fields went to the Giants, he'd have a very Same. good career. Justin Fields reminds me a lot of Justin Fields. No. I think he's just a little bit better, but he has the same play style. He's so he much better. Feel like I, I just don't feel like he has the pieces. No, he might be My hot take, my hot take is Jalen Suggs is going top three. The top three before this season in the 2021 NBA draft was already decided. It was Cade coming in, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley. But now. It's Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kuminga are in the conversation. And even Zaire Williams, the shooting guard for Stanford. And that's just crazy to me because right now in a lot of, I think, mock drafts, Jalen Green is not going as high as he should be just because he's in the G League. And they haven't really got to see him play. Um, But Jalen Suggs, he's been, like, he's been playing amazing in Gonzaga. And I think you guys can agree. And Jonathan Kuminga in the G League. Um, he's just Charlie, a really prospect. Uh, you but, about you know, center. Center. How, How would you feel, feel if, if the Raptors drafted Luke Garza? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be so happy because he doesn't have really a great ceiling. His ceiling is not very high at all. He, his ceiling would probably be a role player in the NFL, NBA because he's – He's basically already improved as much as he could, I guess, in my opinion. And talking about uh, drafts, let's move over to the NFL draft to wrap up. Uh, Episode three of our Talking About Sports podcast, Talking Takes. So, who is your dream draft? The Giants? I think think Devonta Smith. Smith. He's He's just so electrifying as a receiver from Alabama. And And if if we we lose lose today and and a couple of the teams that have the same record of us win, we move up to four We can get the six. Then I think that we'll draft Devonta Smith and he'll be electrifying for years to come. Yeah, and especially with Daniel Jones – He's not playing great, but I feel like if he has one more great receiver in Devonta Smith, or even one more receiver in college, I think he could show up uh-huh. and go out. And, and especially, especially if he signs some free, free agents in the, the or or sign some old line in free agency and draft Devonta Smith, yeah. maybe yeah. sign like uh, uh, Juju, Juju or Kendall. They all receive a great with the old line. Uh, if we sign Kelly Galladay, I'd be. I think so that will be, be great, especially with Barkley back, back, good O-line, receiving core. I, I think the Giants, Giants will be a very, very good team. team. 
Yeah, yeah, this I'm- podcast is getting to 35 minutes. If you guys have one more thing to say, then we can wrap it up. Yeah, so my draft pick for the Cowboys would be, of course, for them to make it far in the playoffs, but also to draft Patrick Sertain, cornerback, out of Alabama. I believe that is a great fit for their horrible defense, and they can get Mike Nolan out of there, hire someone that knows what they're doing, the coordinator position, and they can be I agree, I agree, but, but however, however, if the, the Giants, Giants are not the Cowboys, Cowboys win the division, they're, they're going to have, have like the 20th draft pick, and I think Sertain will go. How do you think about the Cowboys drafting Caleb Farley? I would love that, too. I just want them to draft a secondary or a good um, D-line rusher, like who would take. Yeah, because you guys need. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think we're going to wrap up our Talk and Takes podcast today. Thank you for listening, and um, we're going to more podcasts are coming soon. Thank you, and Thank bye. Thank you for listening, guys.